Welcome to It's All Journalism. My name is Michael O'Connell, and here I am with the second podcast, the bonus mini podcast that I'm putting out in conjunction with Podcast Movement, which took place uh, the 6th through the 8th in Chicago. And uh, this time around, I'm talking to Cesar Abid, who works for Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress.com. And a lot of podcasters and journalists who are bloggers use WordPress for uh, their websites. And uh, I thought uh, it would be interesting to have a little conversation about, you know, how people use WordPress and, you know, especially if they're, they're just starting out in with a blog or, or, or launching a podcast. Um, Cesar also is, has his own podcast, the Project Management for the Masses podcast, and we start out talking about that. So enjoy. This is another interview from uh, Pod, uh, Podcast Movement. Um, and with me today is, could you introduce yourself and your yep. podcast? My name is Cesar Bade. I work for Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress.com. And my my podcast is called the Project Management for the Masses podcast. Okay, well, let's talk about that first. What mm-hmm. what is Project Management <laughs> for the Masses? Who's that? Who's that for? And what is it about? Yeah, well, Project Management is basically the secret formula that big companies like Apple and Google use to take an idea and turn that into a product. Okay, so uh, every year, uh, the CEO for Apple, uh, Mr. Tim Cook, will get up on the stage and uh, take a device out of his pocket and say, this is the next iPhone or iGadget. And then he's going to say, um, you know, you'll be able to buy this in, on this date and you'll be able to pay this much for it. And year after year, he delivers on that promise, right? Now, a new iPhone is a very complex thing, a very complex project to deliver. And yet they do this every year and they deliver. So is that because they they have a lot of money or because they're really good? They have a lot of money. And they're very but good. But so there are some companies, uh, and I have a very good example of, of an institution that have a lot of money, and they made a very specific pro- pro- uh, promise of something way less complex, and they failed. In fact, this institution can print money on demand if they need to, legally, and they still failed. Um, and that would be, um, the, do you remember the website for Obamacare that yes. was promised by the government? Um, they made a promise for something very specific, way less complex than an iPhone, that was supposed to be working on a specific date and would have cost uh, an X amount of dollars on the taxpayers. Yeah, but that's government bureaucracy you're dealing right. with. So. Yeah, well, well, that, but they uh, they put a man on the moon as well on, on time and on budget. <laughs> After 10 years. Right. But anyway, Within the, the end of that, before the end of the decade, that was a True. timeline. They, they, beat their, they beat their deadline. So okay. the point here is that Apple and Google, they uh, they are master's project ma- master project managers, right? So And there are some... Uh, uh, things that we can learn from them, so we too can take ideas and make a, make a promise to our to our audience or to our wives or to our kids or to our whoever it is, um, and then, then follow this step by step recipe and deliver on them and have something tangible that you can sell or use or give. Okay, so uh, your your audience your audience for that are project managers, people who have a product or a service or whatever they want to get they want people to find out about and they want their product to be successful yeah and in, in interesting that, that that was the beginning that was my audience at the beginning but more and more people are finding themselves in this situation that they're asked by their boss or by their employer to uh hey uh we need um like say a social media plan for our next for the launch of our next product uh i want a, a budget i want a deadline from you by next week right uh, so work is getting more complicated in a way that we have to make these estimates and we have to create these things out of thin air 
um, and and have numbers to to to, to you know to again. We can do this for this much money and on that date. Um, and I think we are ill-equipped Ill as human beings to, to make those things out of the top of our heads, you know, from the top of our heads. So project management provides you with, uh, with a set of tools and techniques that you can break down these projects into smaller chunks and then, uh, and then further into tasks. And then you can sequence them and you can estimate prices and quotes and deadlines and come up with schedules and things like that. So you can uh, you can make these promises with more confidence. Yeah, that, that's certainly applicable for somebody who's launching a <laughs> podcast. That you know, I may know nothing about a podcast, but yeah. I know I need to get it online. I know I need to maybe create a, a website. I know I need to have a place for my audio to live. I know I need to get an RSS feed for for iTunes. I know I need to monetize it. I need to promote it. I need to do all these things. I don't want to do it now because I've got all this this big mountain to climb. Yeah. But it's really not a mountain. It's just lots of little steps. Exactly. And not only that, I think um, there, there is work that is project and there is work that we call operations. So, for example, the launch of the podcast is a project. It has a beginning, it has an end, it creates something unique. Uh, the ongoing promotion and, op and, and uh, creation of the content, that is more like operations because you don't have an end in sight. So when I, and I particularly, I don't like that kind of work. I like having a deadline and having something to check off is done, right? So what I did when I launched this podcast is um, not only did I treat the launch as a project, right, but I also treated the whole, pro whole podcast as a project. So I made a promise on my first episode that I was going to do 20 episodes, okay? And at the end, that would be it. Unless things changed along the way. You make a million dollars out of it. Yeah, or I like it so much that I want to do more. But I made that promise. So in my mind, because that's, that's the thing. Like you're going to start a podcast. It's overwhelming to think, man, I'm going to be doing this forever. And uh, what if I don't like it? What if something happens? What if I can't do it? I'm going to disappoint my audience. I'm going to... But if you, have a, if you have an end in sight, then it's easier for you to internally to, well, to, to internalize that as something that is manageable. And it's a lot easier also to break them down into more manageable chunks and learn how, what to delegate, what you need to do it yourself, and because you, know, you have an end in sight. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's a, great, that's a great strategy because, I mean, you, you admit, you, you know yourself that you're more interested in the launch, that if, it, if, if the only goal you had was to launch the podcast, you would have been bored by the second episode. It's like, well, I've done this. Why do I need to keep doing it? So you, you created a... A, a pattern for you to, to sort of move forward. Right. Um, one of the, the, the reason I wanted to talk to you for the book and for for uh, the podcast that I'm doing is um, you work for WordPress, right. and uh, WordPress is you know uh, my my podcast uh, website is on WordPress. I you know I have experience building WordPress sites. I don't want to say building. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I get themes in and I, and I make the, put, put pretty pictures in and everything and, I, or, and stuff like that. So I'm not, I'm not doing any hard coding here. I did a little coding. But anyway, anyway, the point is, is that WordPress is a, is a, a great resource for, for people who are just starting out in podcasting who just want to get a website that they can put their junk in. So tell me about, you know, the WordPress in, how how does how does can, can be useful to people who are doing podcasts? Mm -hmm. Well, um, one of my favorite books for anybody starting a podcast or blog is a Platform by Michael Hyatt, and I know if you're familiar with this book, but uh, he talks about um, when you engage online with your uh, with your content, that's important to be on social media, which he calls outposts. You know, LinkedIn, Facebook. 
That's where you go to meet people who are out there in the wild and you pass on business cards and stuff. Uh, but most, more important than that, it's good for you to have your home base, right, or your headquarters on the web that you have control over. So there's a lot of people today focusing on, on, um, on their so, or the Facebook page, which is great. But Facebook can change the rules tomorrow, and then all of a sudden you lose your audience. I mean, they did that. Remember uh, when, you, uh, when you had people liking your page, everybody was able to see things that you posted. Now they can't. You need to pay to, to boost your post. Uh, uh, and now the, the, game, the, the rules changed, and people who invested a lot of money and a lot of effort into building an audience in Facebook, they kind of uh, they, they, they basically had to start over again. So uh, the WordPress actually allows you to have a, uh, an easy-to-maintain, easy-to-set-up to home base online that is your home, and you have total control over the domain, the looks, the feel, um, what the content is, and uh, and and you know if you if you have a podcast, it's a place for you to send your audience to, from within your show, right? So if you have an ebook or if you want them to sign up for your mailing list, they can just point them to your domain, and uh, on air, and then uh, they have a place to go to. Uh, so I think every podcaster should have a home base online, and when choosing what platform to use, I mean WordPress is the platform of choice. Besides, I think every single podcaster I've ever known, maybe with one exception or two, they have a WordPress site. Um, and outside of podcasting, WordPress powers 26% of the entire web. So one in every four websites that exist today is WordPress. It's, it's mind-boggling, right? So yeah. the result is that it's, it's well-adopted and there's a lot of support. There's a lot of documentation. Remember when I was growing up in Brazil, everybody drove a VW Bug. That's 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 all we had there. You could fix them real easy, right? Yeah. And everybody had parts. Everybody knew how to fix them, and it was a non-nonsense card that got you from here to there, right? So in a way, WordPress is like the VW Bug. You know, it's highly customizable. Everybody knows how to fix it. If you need help with it, you can go on one of those Odesk uh, VA sites and. Uh, pay somebody to fix it. Anybody can do it, right? Any any web developer can fix a WordPress site. So, I think it's uh, it makes sense to choose it. And and if you do choose it, there's a lot of support, including from our company. Yeah, yeah. I um, uh, I, as I said before, our, our website. Um, well, my website at work is actually they uh, in the last year or so they uh, they moved uh, over from their own CMS to a WordPress CMS. Okay. And, and I can tell you, it's my my, my work life. Yeah. A, a lot easier because I, not least of which is the fact that I had experience on WordPress before, but it's just it's just a lot easier to, to, to use. Yeah. I don't want to turn this so much into a, an ad for WordPress, but more it, the idea of, you know, having a a place a domain that is yours. You know, I when I launched my podcast, you know, I went out and I got I got the URL from, uh, you know, I went to uh, GoDaddy to see if they had it. Uh, I purchased that. Um, I created a, a pod. Went to a podcast or podcast. I went to um, WordPress and I created a, a page there, and I was able to get my uh, domain name, uh, the name for that WordPress page. And as like you said, I you know, it, it, it's important when you're to, to send people where they can find you, not just not just the content that you have and information about you, but you know, for example, uh, iTunes is kind of the you know the uh, the big bear in this thing that they you know everybody wants to get their their podcasts on iTunes because you know hey every, all the podcasts are there but the fact is they're all the podcasts are there, but if you are fortunate enough to go over fifty episodes you know 
you know, episode one, once you reach 51, disappears on, on uh, iTunes. So it's good to have a place where people can find your archives. They can find your older episodes. And there are other solutions for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, a couple of the uh, hosting platforms we've talked to, uh, Audible, I was just talking to somebody about Audible. I mean, they created an embeddable player, and that's something you can embed on your, your website. So not only is, is you know, at a place for your archives and your, and, and your blogs and other, other information, but it's a place where maybe your, your podcast is going to live. The people, you just direct people to it, and, and they can play it there, they can listen to it there, they can download it there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really important to do that. Um, so if I'm starting out with a podcast uh, and, and I want to have a website, I want to have a WordPress site, how do I go about doing that? Um, yeah, so, so if you want a podcast and, and you want to have a WordPress site, then the, those things kind of go together, right? So um, I'm not f- familiar how much your audience knows about podcasting, but... Uh, this is a, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, so a podcast feed, it's kind of like a blog feed. So, so you need to, you need a place that will generate that feed for you. WordPress generates the feed out of the box. You don't have to do anything about that. You just have to install WordPress and GoDaddy, for example, and then you have your feed. And then, uh, then what you need is an, you need a place to store your MP3 files, your your interviews, your episodes, right? So you can use a company like Libsyn or Blueberry. Uh, I, I use need, I use Blueberry. Use Blueberry. Yeah. So you need a, because you cannot store. It's not recommended that you store your MP3 files in Go, with GoDaddy or your website host company for a number of reasons. So we can get into that as well. But and then what you need to do, you need to install, you need to make a connection between your WordPress site and your media host. In your case, um, it's all in, internal because you have the Blueberry plugin that does that for you, and you can use the Blueberry plugin to connect to another like Libsyn, for example, like I do. I use Libsyn. So you need the WordPress site and hosting. You need media hosting. You need the plugin on your site to make that connection. And then you need to take that feed from your site and submit it, submit it to the catalogs like iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, places like that. It's a few moving parts that take a little bit of tweaking at the beginning. But once you set it up, and you kind of get the hang of it, it's actually not that complicated. Yeah. And there are a lot of resources out there that are free that teach you how to do this exactly that, that way. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons why, you know, early on when I, when I was putting together our podcast and thinking about how to do it, uh, I, I'm not sure where I read it, but they, they sort of went through the whole reasoning be why you don't want to upload your, necessarily upload your MP3s to your WordPress page. You want to have somebody else host it, or you want to have it some, or you don't, and you don't necessarily want it to be, you know, like on your, your GoDaddy domain, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, what happens? You know, heaven forbid, you you have a really popular podcast. <laughs> um, if you have a really popular podcast and it's on your WordPress page, um, that that's probably going to affect uh, your your website speed. I yep. would imagine. And, and so, if 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 your overall thing is you're trying to drive people to your website, they're going to have a less than fun experience when when traffic to your your um, webs- when traffic to your podcast is actually slowing down their experience on on just coming to the website, mm-hmm. so it works sort of works against you. It's better to have the the podcast as something separate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not only that, I think a lot of the the website hosting companies they'll have a cap on how much data you can have stored there. Uh, they're not optimized for streaming content. I mean, they're optimized for feed for f- serving. Little short, small little files, HTML files, PHP files, not you know 50 megabyte MP3 files, 
and uh, it's usually shared hosting. So um, the the stream of the of that file for the listener might be slow, and that's you don't want that, right? You don't want somebody to press play and for the file to not be there immediately. So so for for those reasons and many others, it's it's recommended to go and use a. Not only a, a media host that is optimized for, for media, but also one that does not charge you by bandwidth or by usage. Right? So let's say, you, as you said, let's say, you get, let's say Oprah mentions you and all of a sudden you have a million people downloading your show. You don't want to be on a plan somewhere that will charge you proportionally to the number of downloads. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so Libsyn and Blueberry, I, I believe the same, they charge you a flat fee. And it doesn't matter how many people are listening or downloading, you pay that flat fee. Yeah, yeah. It's just some of these considerations that you don't really think think about. Now, when you, I, I've got my uh, WordPress page set up, um, and you know, how do I how do I get it so that it looks how I want it to look? Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that there are these themes. Yeah. You know, how does that work? Yeah, uh, that is a good question. That I, I I deal with support for WordPress.com, and I get a lot. Of, uh, I, I deal with a lot of users asking about those questions. And um, w- the first thing before I actually answer the question, first thing that I recommend is for you to focus on your content first, okay? Because you need to be found by the search engines bef- before people can judge whether or not your site is ugly. Right, <laughs> and they'll tell you if it's ugly pretty quickly. Right, but they won't even tell you it's ugly if they don't find you. Right, and the best way to to be found by Google and the search engines is to have content, and and at the, especially at the beginning, uh, if you need to focus on one thing, focus on the content. Even if the site doesn't look the way you want, focus on the content first, so you can start being found. And then once that's undergoing, then you can worry about the looks of it. So yeah, so a WordPress installation uh, is is basically it basically consists of posts and pages, uh, categories and menus like if, like the bare bones, right? So those things never change. But what you can do is to install a theme for your WordPress site that will change the look of the site, but will not mess with the content, right? right. So. Back in the day, if you cha- wanted to change the way your website looked, you basically had to rewrite it. And uh, websites like Google, for example, would not like that. So every time you would change the looks, you basically lose your rankings on Google, right? Because you, the, the looks were really attached to the content. What WordPress does is allows you to change the theme without messing with the content. So Google is blind to the looks of the site. They can only see content. So you can play around, cha- try different themes, which you can find right from your WordPress uh, dashboard. There's a, a location there for under appearances and themes, and then it opens the theme repository, and you can choose a theme right there, or you can buy it from a third-party company and then upload it to your to your site. But um, you can do that as much as you want, and it doesn't affect your content. Yeah, and, and I uh, the theme that we use on our website is from Appendipity, okay. and that's spe- those are spe- specifically designed for WordPress because it's like it's like you're saying the theme is is really like you know. Uh, you know, page, post, uh, category, those are like boxes. Yeah. And, and all the the themes that are out there that are being sold specifically for WordPress, those, all those boxes are, are, are fit in there. And however, mm-hmm. even though the theme looks differently, everything's going to drop into those particular boxes. Yeah. And, and so that architecture is still there, even if, even if it looks completely different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and the other thing, to sort of amplify what you're saying, you know, uh, yeah, focusing your content, 
um, you know, and a lot of people who start out with podcasts uh, are just are basically creating blogs. And the very f- early themes that you're going to be working with in WordPress are blog themes that are just going to be, here's a story, I'm going to embed a photo in it maybe, here's my headline, you know, and then maybe I put in an embeddable player or I, I use, uh, you know, something else to get my... my uh, my podcast in there but you know starting out very simply a simple design and then as you become more successful and 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 you get a better sense of what your website can do then you can start looking to themes yeah but and start moving things around yeah i just and just to drive the point home of you know i think people focus on that too much at the beginning um i you know i started this podcast that i produced today uh i think i started it in 2013 so three years ago uh i chose a theme from woo themes and I basically just out of the box. So that's what I used, and it's still the same theme. You know, it's still the same theme. Uh, I, it was never. I mean, the priority became quickly. Okay, my guests, my audience, my the content creation. You know, I wanted a better microphone, so I invested on that instead of a flashy theme. Um, and uh, and really, like, it doesn't bother me anymore. That it may, maybe it's a bit outdated, but you know, it's responsive, so it works on your phone, on your tablet. It's easy to navigate. Could be prettier. I guess it could always be prettier, right? But um, I like it, you know. And uh, and and that's the other thing. Uh, while while it's important to have a website that looks good and it's there and you know for to be your home base, the focus. Uh, if you're a podcaster, at least in my case, uh, I get way more downloads of my show than I get visitors to my site. Right. Uh, the, the ratio is about ten to one. Yeah. So for every ten people who listen to the podcast, one visit is my visits my website. So that tells you what I should be focusing, right? Right. Because um, the Pareto rule, you know, you focus on twenty percent, twenty percent of your problems, twenty percent of your issues are responsible for eighty percent of your problems, right? Right. So if you focus on that twenty percent, which in my case is to create the content, then eighty percent of my of my success will come from that. Yeah. Yeah. The website is is definitely. I, I think it's really. <clears throat> In many ways, I think it's crucial to have a website. I don't think that should be your end game necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, start out with something that's good, uh, that's that's you know that, that may not be the most beautiful site, but it, but but functions for what what you're doing. You know, make sure there's room in there for like you know as you grow, you know, grow your website, work in it. You know, that's the other nice thing about about WordPress is, you know, once you start doing monetization, there there are apps or there are widgets that you can download that are gonna gonna help you do that right. and to, to get ads, you know, banner ads and things like that. So, yeah. um, it, it, it's important. It's it's really weird because it's like the website is important for a lot of different reasons, but it shouldn't necessarily be the most important thing. But it's important. So yeah. you, you want to have it. You want, yeah. de- definitely at the beginning, because I know that sometimes some of the some of the um, hosting companies are uh, will will sort of say, well, we've got you know, you just need to load your stuff up here, and you can send people to this, and we'll change your domain. You know, we'll change your domain to, you know, um, our our hosting whatever your hosting uh, page is, because mm-hmm. you have a presence somewhere on a lot of these hosting things. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you want to do that, but, you know, I think it's, it's important to have a separate identity from your, your podcast and a place where people can come, and, and it's just a useful uh, tool at the, in the long run. Okay, well, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for uh, taking the time and talking about this. Have fun at uh, Podcast Movement. Yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Google Play. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.